Welcome to Glasgow Subway Journeys. My name's Fat and in this episode I'll be getting a flavour of working life in the subway today by chatting to some of the staff and I'm going to be heading to the platforms to hear directly from passengers too. In the last episode I chatted with the very first female train driver and now I'm heading to Govan to chat with one of today's train drivers, Stuart McClelland. Stuart, hello. Hello. Tell me what it is you do here. So I'm a driver on the trains. But I've been doing that for 10 years now. That is incredible. You you look to me like you're one of those super friendly drivers that pops his head out and gives everyone a wee wink and a wave and blows them a kiss and all that kind of stuff. Every station. <laughs> <laughs> every station, every passenger. Of course. You're a busy guy. <laughs> uh, so what is it like to be a, a, a subway driver then? Uh, it can be lonely when you're down there four hours at a time. But some people enjoy that just to get away to your own wee office and you can, as long as your train's running fine and you stick to the timetable, then the day's just flying. So you, I guess you must have to be somebody who kind of enjoys their own time and, you know, you said yourself it can be quite a lonely job, but the kind of irony is that you've got hundreds of people walking through those doors all the time, you know. So do you ever get to chat to people whilst you're doing what you do? If you do, it's briefly because um, you've got to stick to the timetable. A lot of people don't realise there's a timetable for the drivers, which you've got to try and stick to. Right. So if there's any kind of chat, it's usually brief. It's brief, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do get to recognise uh, faces. You get your regulars that will say hello, but they know you're, you're in a rush, so it's just a quick one. Well, tell me about some some of the regulars then. Have you, is, you know, have you, have you got kind of nicknames for them in your head? No, nothing like that. I bet you do. But sometimes you maybe get a wee bar of chocolate at Christmas or a wee Easter egg, things like that. Very, very nice. So could you describe to me what your wee cabin looks like then? So you've got your uh, B-side, which has got your power brake handle, all your indications, your wee horn to give them a toot when you're leaving, uh, and your speedometer, things like that. That's all when you're where the seat is. That's like the B-side they call that, the left side of the cab. And on the right side of the cab, you've also got controls that you can start and the train, open the doors and start the train with as well. Right. So there's loads of buttons. Oh, yeah. And it, it's not a wheel that you've got in front of you, is it? No. What, so what is it you're actually having to press or to, have you got a pedal or how does that work? No. So it's all in your hand controls. So you, you set the train up for automatic and you press buttons to close the doors and you press buttons, two buttons at the same time and the train pulls away automatically. Wow, fantastic. It's just occurred to me that I, I take it, or I assume that every time you stop, the platform may change from left to right. Yeah. So you don't have a particularly long neck. So how does it work? <laughs> how do you manage to pop your head out on each side? Or is your chair right in the middle? No, so your chair's more to the left, but... If you've got an island platform, then you have to obviously get out your, That's your seat, move across, ah. and use the buttons on the A-side console, as it's called. Fantastic. Well, this is super interesting because, you know, it's one of those jobs that we're aware of, but we don't know much about. And, uh, you know, if you're a, a Glaswegian, you take the subway every day, you probably see a subway driver every single day, but aren't quite sure how it all works. So mm-hmm. if you're on your seat, you've got, yeah. you've got your window. What do you tend to see? What are the tunnels like? Is there any sights that you might no, kind of so enjoy? The only kind of 
other time you might see a train is like the turnout chambers between Ibrooks and Govan. Right. That's where the train's going in and out of the system. And there's a gap there. So we sometimes you'll maybe see a train on the other side. If you're on the outer, you might pass a train on the inner or vice versa. So that kind of thumbs up that bus drivers do to one another, you don't get that on the subway because you're never... Oh, at that part. And that wee part. And that wee part. And there's a slight gap by the old Merton Street station used to be, coming into Partick. There's a gap there as well for the drivers will maybe give each other a toot. So, Stuart, you've worked for the SPT for 10 years, uh, but not always as a train driver. No. So I started as a ten, train driver um, 10 years ago, 2013. And then I think it was about four or five years later, I got trained on the SA, selling tickets in the stations. And I still do that, Flexi. And I also worked in the control room for about five years, Flexi as well. That, that sounds incredible. So you've, you've, you've managed to do loads of different kinds of things. And uh, everyone that I've spoken to has talked about the camaraderie at SPT and how everybody gets on with one another. And is it, is it a bit like that where everyone kind of chips in, knows how to do a bit of everything? Um, most people are quite flexible, yeah. Um, personally, I like that side of it. I don't, not I don't like driving every day, but I prefer it a wee change. Maybe I'll get a station a couple of times a week. Uh, and when I'd done the control room as well, that was, you see things from a different angle when you're working up there. You understand why the trains get held back at red signals to kind of regulate the trains and make sure that there's a good gap between them for the passengers, things like that. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, every train has their own driver and it's not like you're all in sync necessarily, but you have to be. Yeah, so it depends what time of day it is. Sometimes they're six minutes apart, sometimes they're eight minutes apart, the trains. And uh, control basically just makes sure that gap's kept uh, between the trains. Fantastic. Uh, So tell me what control means. So it's system control. Um... So they're basically in charge. I think the buck stops with them. They're watching what's happening with the trains, any problems on stations as well, um, any social behaviour, anything at all. A gate goes down, then it all goes through control, and they get in contact with relevant people and make sure it gets uh, followed through. And uh, what does the control room look like? Cause I've got a very specific image in my mind right now. Yeah, so there's usually two or three people up there at one time. The senior controller, the assistant controller, and the CCTV operator. And they're basically just watching monitors and make sure everything's ticking along. Tell me about your first time driving. So the first day I was out myself, um, I actually had a door problem with my train. Um, when I... The relief driver handed it over and, and I was hoping everything was going to be okay. Train was fine, but unfortunately there was a dro- door problem with it. So I think I lasted one journey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so far behind and struggling to keep the train on time that the system control radioed down and took the train out into the workshop and the maintenance guys had to look at it, so... <laughs> so that wasn't your fault. I do I do like the idea, though. It's like, Stuart, you did a fantastic job. I mean, nobody got in uh, <laughs> on, on any stops all day, but uh, you did great. You did manage, managed to get round. Yeah, it was just one door in particular, but it did... You're kind of running out your cab, manually closing it, so it did help you back, and it holds everybody else back behind you, so best thing to do is get the train out 
and get another one in. Absolutely. So talk to me about a kind of typical day as a subway train driver. So you come in, you pick your train up from the sheds uh, in Robert Street and you've got your driver's bag, route plates, handset radio, body camera, and then it's just a case of radio test call we control, make sure you're on the right train, the correct road, and then you just follow your signal up to the head shunts and then into the system and set it up for automatic. And as long as the train runs fine, no problems, then you can be there for two and a half, three hours on your shift, first part, and then sometimes you get an hour's break, back down for another three, four hours. And we're in Govan subway station today. Why is that? Is this where all subway drivers kind of start and finish? So this is the main kind of terminus, like for handing over, uh, change of shift, things like that. In the morning, you'll take trains from the sheds across the road. But if you're starting about half two, a lot of shifts, the back shift starts about that time. So that's just a case of changing over downstairs. Do you do uh, the, the announcements, by the way? Yep. Uh, but when I was trained, uh, it was uh, part of the training, PAs, and to be honest, I quite enjoyed doing my PAs. Aye! When you were growing up as a kid, did you use it often? Probably more at the weekends, just about every weekend. Uh, we had family in Cardonald, so we'd get the subway to Govan, and then a bus, that was the kind of main bus terminus out in Robert Street. So you could get a bus to just about anywhere in Glasgow, I think. So we'd get the subway to Govan, and then jump a bus to the family and then the same coming back most Saturdays and what were the trains like then? it was the old um, trains and the thing that sticks in my mind was the smell there was a smell from the subway and I used to get back then but I don't know if you still get that anymore I've, well, I've just became so, immune so <laughs> no this is the thing so I think I can smell it but I've spoken to different people who say that smell doesn't exist anymore, so mm. I don't know whether it has changed over the years or, as you say, you're kind of just so used to it, you don't smell it anymore. Mm. But try and describe that, if you can, if you can remember that smell. What, what do you think it, it is? I really don't know if it was something to do with the trains then or something they had in the stations itself or something they cleaned the platforms. I really don't know what it was, but there was a... A smell, and uh, <laughs> even like if you so noticed that, I love it. If you notice that smell outside the subway, it reminds you of the subway. So, if you want to get a driver's license, or if you want to drive a car, you need to get a driver's license, and to get a driver's license, you need loads of lessons, and you need to set a test. What's it like? Um, what's the process like to becoming a, a subway driver? Is it is it much yeah. the same? Yeah. So there's, I think it's four weeks training in the classroom, and then they go out. Uh, trainees go out with the drivers shadowing certain shifts that ones that you'll maybe in early in the morning like the staff train so there's two staff trains uh, that take the staff on the outer and the inner into town so it's kind of picking up the wee things so you know once you've passed out what happens in the morning terminating trains things like that what the procedures are it's okay doing it in the classroom but actually Doing it on the train with a driver, it's definitely helps. Of course, once you get that, yeah. So that happens for maybe two weeks, I think, shadowing, and then there's constant assessments just to make sure you're picking up what you should be, and then there's a a written test after that, 
and there's actual driving tests as well. Can I ask you, have you always lived in Glasgow? Actually, uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> I lived in Kinnan Park. Okay. And it was like 108 Cornwall Street, which is a stone throw from the subway. But we had to move out of there because um, we were building the M8 motorway outside long ago. We're talking about uh, so our houses get flattened for the motorway. But we used to use the subway at Kinnan Park pretty regular. And I remember as a kid going on with my mum and my brother and sister down to Govan for shopping, things like that, never thinking I was going to be a subway driver one day. So you've been with SPT for 10 years and you've managed to kind of uh, try lots of different kinds of jobs whilst you do here. And what would you say is your favourite part of what you do and what would you like to be doing for the next 10 years? I quite enjoy the driving still. I know I've been doing it a long time, but it's still... I like a bit of variety, but I wouldn't give up the driving. I've had the chance to maybe go to station master training, things like that. Right. But I still like to keep my hand in with the driving. And what's your favourite stop? You must have a favourite. Probably Govan. Govan, okay. And if you could create another stop, and it could stop anywhere in Glasgow, it doesn't have to be within the circle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be in between two stations. Where would you magic one up? I think there could be maybe another station at the West End. Mm. I think it's quite popular. Finiston? Yeah. Hi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Stuart, really lovely to chat to you. Thank you very much for telling us about your incredible career and what it's like to work as a a Glasgow subway driver. It is a very cool job. And uh, thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you very much. Subway train driver Stuart McClelland there in his favourite station, Govan. Next, we head to Cessnock subway station to speak with Jim Moffat. Just now I'm employed as uh, station master that's uh, in charge of the station, responsible for opening up, locking up, making sure the place is safe for the public, everything is running as it should be, place is well stocked and the customers are looked after. Well, station master does sound like a, a job with a lot of responsibility. Is it? Is it quite a, a, a kind of scary thing to do or is it is it pretty easy you've done it for a no, while your training kicks in and your experience so unless it unexpected crops up you're there to deal with it. you know what to do that's incredible so how long have you worked for Glasgow Subway for uh, all in 49 years 49 years so presumably a lot has changed since the day you started working for the company you know talk me through some of the changes and what maybe your first uh, couple of weeks on the job were like and how it compares to what you do now it was a new experience but when you're training and your comedies everything's just fell into place so just carried on as a booking clerk and then went to the driving and left the driving came to the station master's job it's a bit more responsibility but with the training your colleagues assisting everything goes well and you get to boss people about as a station master no <laughs> you're in charge of the station so if anything goes wrong you've got to deal with it and you get blamed for it as well presumably but you're held responsible uh, you don't do the right thing uh, well do you know what this is really really interesting so you did you say a booking clerk is that the job title so what does that mean they sell the tickets and the season tickets and give it information as well Right, interesting. So when you were doing that, you must have met all sorts of brilliant people uh, when you were starting out, people that were using that station, presumably because they lived there or they, they worked outside that stop. So you were seeing the same faces regularly. We've seen that when you were on your own station, you had to, your own station based that and you, you got to know the regulars and get a good 
good rapport with them. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about some of the regulars that you kind of got to know by name. And well, there's quite a few of the girls at House of Fraser used to travel regular. Right. You got to know them and moisturise or something at Christmas. <laughs> you get a wee moisturiser at Christmas. That's why you're looking so fresh. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, well, that is, you know, that's the kind of, you know, one of the perks of getting to see people on a regular basis. You do build some, you know, brilliant relationships with people, a bit of rapport. And talk to me about maybe some of the characters. You must have some stories to tell, you know, people that are quite eccentric that use the Glasgow subway or have used the subway over the years. Yeah, there's quite a few actors used to come back and forward going to Citizens Theatre. You've got to know their faces and they, they have big chat with you. Wee bit of banter, so that was quite helpful. But most of the people going through were all genuine people, and you help them, they help you. Over the years, the stations you worked to, you got to know people. So when you move about now, like in the city centre, especially, you see a lot of your regular customers for the old stations, like working the shops, pubs, and the clubs, and the regular people again, the older people again, at the town every day for their wee cup of tea and a chat. You get to know all these kind of people. There's a lady comes through here; she's been travelling for years and years. And you could put the kettle on for her. Going into town to Marks and Spencer, then she comes back again. She must have been in her late seventies at least. Really? Always hello again through, always hi on the way back out again. And you've got the majority of Chinese students down the city going to university, Strathclyde in Glasgow. Especially at Kelvin Hall Station in St George's Cross where there's a lot of student accommodation. And a lot of tourists come through in the summer. And then we get the crowds heading for the I would call it the O2 the Gorbals and when you've got that transmit on you get loads of I bet it must be really busy when the festivals are on yeah young old middle aged <laughs> everyone can through <laughs> so you're, getting, you're having a good time they're going to have a good time so you're there to assist and encourage them on and then when you get the tourists coming in you've got to give them a bit of advice as that Canadian chap of day was advised and managed to sell my smart card give them a few quid on it Absolutely, so and he, uh, he was he, very happy. You then get a discount as well. So he started for the West End. <laughs> he was heading for the West End there. I imagine it's really difficult to start a long conversation with someone because there's a queue of people waiting so to get their to tickets as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, what's the the best chat you've ever had with someone whilst you're you, you're doing a job like this? One chap said to me one night, "It was a Kelvin Hall." He said to me, I've been travelling through here for years and you were, when I was younger you were still here. I said, I remember you when you were at school. Wow. He works in Scotland, now, that boy. Well, he's a man now. He said, I used to go through going to school. He said, I remember you. I said, I remember you. You've grown up. You're a lot different now. And he was asking me how long I was in a job and I was telling him, he said, my, he said that's a long time. I said, I, I said, I know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe. See, I, I always love hearing stories and like you this. Get, other people that will nod in and wave to you, you know their faces and all that. It's just a, a job that you do get to know people. And then you're there to assist people as well, which is gratifying in a way because some of the people need help. Older people are infirm, people need a bit of help. So you can assist them as well. So they're happy, you're happy. And you do get the odd wee box of chocolates handy and if you've done something oh, nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I found uh, the old woman came off at Kinnan Park one and she left her cat food on the train. So I said, I'll see if I can get it back for you. Right? <laughs> this was years ago. So I managed, when I got a ticket off her, I seen what time she came on at Govan. So I timed the train and come back round to Cannon Park. And I went down, and the driver says, are you looking for cat food? Tons of cat food. And I said, aye. So I got the cat food, took it up to her. She was over the moon. She stayed local. 
as you can back in my box of milk teasers. Very nice. Do you, do you use the Glasgow subway yourself when you're getting places? Off duty, yeah. I do. I live in the city centre, so most, a lot of times I use the subway, but a lot of times I walk. So it's really handy. I'm just next to St George's Cross. Right, okay. So that gets me right in the city centre. Jim, you have been a delight to chat to. Thank you very much. So we got off at Hillhead, which is one of the busiest stops on the whole of the Glasgow subway. And it's full of students walking in and out. And we decided to go and grab a coffee where I've now bumped into a local influencer, Malcolm Higgins. How are you, Malcolm? Hello, I'm very well. How are you? Are you someone who uses the Glasgow subway often? All the time. I've actually lived next to it all my life. So it's been a big part of my life. Tell me what stop you live next to. So I grew up next to Kelvin Bridge, and I now live next to Partick. So I can't really get away from it wherever I move in the city. It's always there. So um, presumably you, you must have felt the tremors underneath your, your home when you were living there. I did. It was actually very comforting. You'd feel the rumble go up to the whole tenement block, and you always knew if you were about to like miss a train because you could hear it rumbling as you ran down the stairs. And I don't feel that quite so much now, which I don't really miss too much. <laughs> So tell me, have you got maybe some early memories of using the subway? Yeah, I remember when I was young, uh, the f- one, one of the first times I ever went on it, I, had, I thought it was like a monster. I didn't know what to expect. I was a toddler and I just heard this roar coming down the tunnel and I was like, we need to get out of here. My parents were like, no, it's just a train. You get used to this. And I did in the end. But 20 years later, I finally got used to it. But you then probably bump into a couple of monsters in the train. Oh yeah, especially on a Saturday night when you're coming back from town in the last train. Always. So you still use the Glasgow subway to this day? It, yeah, because not only is it very, very reliable, it's also really affordable. I have the one of the smart cards, so it's like three quid, and that's my day's travel done. Um, I can go as many times as I want, which is kind of ideal. Sometimes you just get off after one stop, don't you? Yeah, it's just kind of a, a, a cheap thrill for me to get on the subway, <laughs> go from uh, Partick to Kelvin Hall and get off again. They know me on there. <laughs> By name? Yeah. So, Glasgow Subway is modernising. It's actually really, really exciting because it's the first modernisation since the, the late 70s. And these trains have, that we, that we kind of recognise today have been around for a pretty significant period of time, definitely for all of our lifetimes. Are you looking forward to the new driverless trains? Yes, I'm kind of. The, the, I can't really believe that they're going to be all new trains until I see them because I'm so used to the traditional train designs. But I'm really excited to see this and also hopefully to hear the, the audio slightly clearer through the announcements. Because right now I can never hear when it's like, coming up. And I'm like, what? So I'm excited for clearer announcements. Uh, what I really want to know right now is whether you are someone who plans to use the Glasgow subway for the rest of your life. Yeah, as long as I'm in Glasgow, it's the best way to travel, so I'll still be using it. The, the major highlight of my like young life when I was on the train was going through Govan, because on the rare occasions we did go through Govan, you see all the side tunnels going off into like, the depots, and I was always fascinated by that, because I would kind of sit at the windows staring out and catch a glimpse of the sort of mysterious world behind the scenes of the trains. So that was always like uh, something to look forward to. So the infamous Glasgow subway smell, now, we've spoken to quite a few people about this. They say that, that they love this smell, but they aren't able to quite articulate what it is that they are smelling. How would you describe it? So I'm so glad you said other people love it, because I was going to say I loved it, and I thought, is that weird? <laughs> but this has been normalised. I think it's the smell of, like, hot metal, uh, it's the, or something like that. It's the smell. But for me, it's just the smell of this slightly exciting 
local thing that was next to my house growing up and whenever I smelt that I knew we were going to like an art gallery or we we're going to the movies or something was happening so that smell for me is like some kind of exciting day out so you said you lived next to Kelvin Bridge yeah so what building exactly uh, the directly above, in fact, the the below, next to my front door was one of the side entrances to the sub. I was just about, I was going to say if yeah. it was that building, it, that would have been the original entrance. Yes, that's right. That would have been the original entrance, and you still see people coming in and out of it. And sometimes if you're like sheltering in that door from the rain, the door will open as someone from the subway comes out, and you have to like get slammed in the back of the door. But yeah, that would have been the the historical kind of place. So I I, I just like that we've stumbled across you today, and. Uh, you also live in the Glasgow subway. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like I'm slightly obsessed with it. I swear I'm not. It's just very convenient. Yeah, when I said local influencer, you've got a TikTok page, and, and all you do is talk about the Glasgow subway. Exactly, exactly. I'm uh, sadly known for it. Even when I'm in the big leagues of T and D influencers, I'll still be taking the subway. <laughs> I won't get too big for my boots. Really good to chat to you, Malcolm. Thanks to Malcolm there. Next, we head to St Enoch to talk with a relatively new SBT employee, Kevin. You've only worked here for six months. That's right, aye. How's it been so far? Really, it's been pretty good. Uh, where I came from, you know, I did enjoy my old job, but this is it's like a breath of fresh air. Uh, absolute change of life, but I love it. Really love it. Well, talk to me about that gear change in your life then. So what was it you were doing before and how does it compare to what you do now? Uh, so I was working in retail before um, and I kind of found myself to be quite static. Whereas in theatre, I mean, six months in and I've already managed to gain a promotion. So even just along the lines, you know, I actually feel as though I'm getting somewhere in life. And I like the job itself. I actually, you know, a lot of people, I think, just say it, but I genuinely do love it. It's great. Well, talk to me about a typical day uh, on the job then. What does it actually involve you doing? It ranges. It depends, first of all, where you are. You can get your your busy stations, your quiet stations. Just watching the cameras, obviously helping your colleagues sell some tickets and getting up the road quite happy, but... I've yet to have a day like that here yet, so... <laughs> Sounds like something we can, you know, hope for one day. That must be lovely, though, when everyone kind of chips in and gets involved with everything. It must be a good bit of teamwork. Oh, it's great. It's a good team spirit. You know, it's predominantly there is only two of you in the station at the one time. But if you need any help with anything, a quick phone call, all of a sudden there can be three, four, sometimes even five I've seen on a station at one point. Um, certainly in your football days, you know, if you didn't have the team spirit in the station, you wouldn't get through it. Absolutely, they're, they're, they're hectic. Absolute chaos, it is, but in a good way. So today we mentioned that we're in Centenic subway station and we are in the heart of Glasgow, so presumably this is one of the busy stations that you're talking about. It can be. Um, at this time in the morning, everybody's kind of got to where they need to go, the rush hour's over. Um, but certainly later on in the afternoon it'll pick up and that'll, be, that'll just be mobbed. You've been here six months, you're going to be here hopefully for another six months, another six years, you're really happy in your job. Talk to me about what it is you would like to see yourself doing in the future. I'd like to progress further, I'd like to get a shot at maybe senior management in the future. So that's a long, long road and a lot of different progressions to get through that, but that's my, that's my, my end goal. Your end goal, and when you know you were working in retail, did you have any idea or inkling that you would potentially be doing something like this? No, I think in retail I became a bit too comfortable. Um, 
but obviously as life progresses, things change. I realised that I had to go and do something a bit better, and you know, fortunately, I found this. A very exciting time for the Glasgow subway because round the corner you've got this huge modernisation plan. Uh, brand new trains, driverless trains. Is it something that you're looking forward to? Tell me about what you think it's going to be like. It's definitely exciting. I think the best part, certainly for us here in the stations, is going to be the doors and the platforms. You're, it's going to take away a big warrior. You know, anybody getting close to that platform edge, are they going to fall? Are they going to do this, do that? Once they're there, I think that t- it just takes that away completely. For me, that's, that's the best part about it. It's just such a worry it takes away. Fantastic. Well, everybody in Glasgow is super excited about it, so we cannot wait to see what it's going to look like. Really good to chat to you. Thank you very much for telling me about your experience so far at the Glasgow subway, and I'm excited to, to see you again here soon. Graham, we've managed to get you away from the ticket office yeah. very, very briefly. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was going to say sorry, but you're welcome, actually. Uh, tell me about the Glasgow subway and how long you've worked here for. Uh, I've worked here coming up four years in May. Uh, started here May 2019. Um, came in as a SA. And then I did flexi driving. I drive the train for six months and I'm just SA again now. So just going around the stations. So you're saying SA? Sorry. Uh, Station assistant. Ah, see, and what what sort of job does that involve you doing? Uh, it's basically primary job is to sell tickets to the window for the, the passengers, and then assist the station master for right, station checks and stuff like that, security checks, stuff like that. Um, if there's any alarms go off, need to contact control and stuff. So just basic stuff like that. It's a busy job that involves you having to be very switched on all the time. Yes, it has to be, um, especially if you're at a busy station like Buchanan Street, St Enoch, even Hillhead, Kelvin Bridge, places like that. It can be very busy. You'd be on your toes a lot. Um, but then you've got quieter stations as well, kind of like Kilcadden, Cessnock, they're a lot quieter, so you kind of get your rest, if you know what I mean. So you get both best of both worlds. Depending on what, what station you're at. So yeah. What's the ticket office like then? You must bump into some characters. Aye, there is quite a lot of different characters. What are the passengers like? Because they must be a big part of your role. You're chatting to them all the time. Yeah, and all in all, most of the most of the passengers are fine. They come in, they're pleasant. Um, you do get the odd one that causes a wee bit of trouble, but it's part of the job. You just go on with it. But all in all, they've um, got a lot of tourists as well, especially if you're at Buchanan Street to Enoch's. Um, so you I meet a lot of different people and different cultures and stuff like that as well. So That must be really, really cool. I mean, I, I guess you don't get a lot of people asking you how to get to a particular station, given that it's just a circle, or do you? No, I wouldn't say so much. It's more like if they're going to the museum, the transport museum or something, they don't know what station it is they would go off at. It's more like that. It's not going, like, what, how do you get to that station right. kind of thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have asked before. That be what way do you go? You get that a lot. Um and you just say, obviously, one way is quicker than the other, but you can get to every station no matter where you go. So, What is your favourite stop? I would say Partick. Um, cause you've got, you're actually in an office with the ScotRail staff, so you get a bit more people to talk to. Plus, it's my local, so it's easier for me to get to as well. So I'd probably say Partick. Partick's a good one. It's a, it's a big, chunky one. Aye, it's, it's got the, quite a big station and it's got the upper level ScotRail so it's all kind of joined in one and then obviously you've got the bus station outside as well so it's quite a big station um, it's probably 
you've got Buchanan Street, City, Enoch, and then Partick's probably the third or fourth biggest one. So Partick was one of the new stations back when the modernisation happened in the 70s. Are you excited about the next modernisation? Yeah, um, it's been a long time coming. It's a long overdue, I think. What's the vibe? What's the general vibe when you, when you tell people? Aye, they're all excited to see them. They're quite a few passengers ask quite a lot, actually. Um, they're interested to see when they're coming in, so it seems to be a... Everyone's excited about it, so hopefully it'll be make the subway better. Really good to chat to you. I need to go catch the train. No worries. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And the last word for this episode goes to the passengers. You're at Centenic Subway Station. Who am I chatting to? It's Ali. Ali, uh, talk to me. Uh, do you use the Glasgow subway often? Yes, probably like five times a week, I guess. Right, okay. Uh, so even presumably ten times a week if you come back then? I usually get a bus because I live in Southside and I work in the West End, so I would normally get a bus in to the West End, but a lot of the time it'll be cancelled and it doesn't turn up. So I'll get a bus into town and then I'll get the subway over. So it can be up to like five times or whatever. So yeah, it's it's a kind of backup for me because there's obviously not a transport from Southside to West End with subway. Well, it's good that the Glasgow subway is the backup, but a reliable system. Uh, tell me about whether uh, you use it for other reasons as well. Is it usually for work or what's the plan? Mostly for work, mostly for work, yeah. And do you like using the Glasgow subway? Yeah, it's quick. It's it's the one. Yeah, that's my backup. So when the buses fail, then this one's like it's always running. So yeah, it's a steady one. And have you been using it for a long time, or is it just something recent? Um, probably more recent because I live in the south side, so I don't really have to use it like to get out anywhere. It's really to get to the west end. But um, yeah. We're on Buchanan Street and I've just bumped into the lovely... Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Uh, tell me, what is it you love about the Glasgow subway? It gets you there from A to B very quickly. It's right. great. And, and have you got any particular stop which is your favourite? Uh, yes, uh, Shields Road. Why is that your favourite stop? The car can get parked in the car park. Oh, <laughs> very, very good. You've planned out your yes, trip to Glasgow. have to bring the car into Glasgow then. And what are your plans today? Uh, go to Mars and Spencer's. Oh, very nice. <laughs> the one up the road's closed now. I know, that's why we're down here. <laughs> Jack. Jack, tell me, what are you doing today? We're skiving. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, I could kind of see that, to be fair. So we're here to talk about the Glasgow subway. Well, we used to use it when we were younger. The thing I remember is the smell. What do you think that smell is? Dampness, I would assume. Well, it's funny because everyone seems to say it's the best smell ever and they love it, but it is, when you think about it, just dampness. I would say so, yeah. So what is so nice about that? I don't know, you've got me there. <laughs> hello, hello, who am I speaking to? Hassan. Hassan, where is it you're going today? Glasgow, in of Glasgow. Are you stopping at Hillhead? Yeah. We're going to Hillhead as well, can we join you? Fantastic. Uh, so what is it you're studying at Glasgow? Data science. Are you enjoying it? Yes, I am. And do you use the Glasgow subway often to get to uni? Yeah, practically every day. Every single day? Do you like it? Yeah, I do. So tell me, uh, how would you describe the Glasgow subway to someone who's never used it before? I usually come here at 11. At 11 a.m. And uh, I think it takes me not up to six minutes or eight minutes to arrive in school. And I mean, that's really cool. That's really good. It is, it is. It's so convenient. Yeah, contrary to that, like the bus, I can take more than an hour to arrive in school. Fantastic. And uh, do you remember the first time you used the subway? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Actually, the first time was really um, amazing because I didn't know where the school actually was. So I just took the subway and uh, I arrived and I saw many people going out. I decided to follow as well. 
So before I found the school, yeah, so it was it was really a good experience that I remember as well. Oh, that's amazing. So you were kind of just guessing where you were going. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, uh, I arrived in in Glasgow. I mean, and I had to go to school the following day. So I didn't do my research. I didn't know where Hillhead was. I didn't know where the university was. And I just took a chance and entered the, the subway. Well, when I saw many people going, I would say maybe this is a school. So <laughs> and, and luckily it was. And luckily it was, yeah. Because you could have ended up anywhere. Really lovely to chat to you. Nice to meet you. Have a good day. Thank you so much to all of my guests. Next time I'm going to be chatting with Gordon Mackay in the maintenance sheds at Broom Loan. For more info, check out spt.co.uk and search Glasgow Subway on the socials. Goodbye. <laughs>